welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name's Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou. So, uh, another super, super exciting episode that we have for you guys today. Um, recently, Chinzia and Lydia um, had a chance to have a little bit of a Zoom chat with uh, Brad Fischetti from, he is the remaining member of LFO. Um, So we're just going to jump right into that little interview, let you guys uh, hear what they talked about, and then we'll come back on after and we'll discuss all the exciting details. Hello, how are you? Hi, Brad. So so what are your names? So I'm Chinzia. And I'm Lydia. Chinzia and, and Lydia, you yes. guys are uh, you guys are like best buddies or what's this? What's we are story? sisters. Wait, ask us if we're sisters. Are you sisters? No. Yes, man. This <laughs> was a night at the Roxbury. Oh, uh, okay. Are you really sisters? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, so we live in Canada, um, probably about an hour from Toronto, an hour from Niagara Falls. So yeah, and I, I, you're in Florida now, or? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Very Yay. Cool. Very cool. My, uh, our, our parents, they have a condo in Florida and they, my dad always steals the honey bell oranges. Cause like, they're like the best, I guess um, in like January or something. January is the only yeah. Time. And January is like the only time. Cause like they don't ship them. Cause like the rinds really like thin. Anyways, not super important. Sorry. Okay. Let's get so how's your day going? Yeah. Sorry. You had a lot of, uh, a lot of these calls today. You know, I had one, um, you know, I tried to spread it out over like multiple days, you know, yeah, so, so you don't stress out. That's fine. I, um, I was supposed to have one at 10. So I came over here to the studio and like got set up. And then I got this notification that I got moved to next week. Oh, so so um, so that's cool. So I just did, did some other stuff here in the studio. And then um, and I got, let's see, I got you guys and maybe uh, I think three more after lunch. So nice. Awesome. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I just so, want to say we really enjoyed the LFO, LFO story um, that you did. Uh, what was that? April thirtieth, I think. We yeah. missed we missed part of it because we were having internet issues. Are you oh, ever no. going? Are you ever going to like um, re-release that, or is that going to be the basis of your shows going forward, or was that just kind of like a one-time event? So, so that event had um, two main um, reasons, right? One, one A, one B, one C. One A, honor Rich. One B, honor one A A, honor Rich, honor Devin. Yeah. Nurture the legacy. Um, and then the other thing was to prove the concept, right? That it would be a viable option for a live show. And so um, my agent was really happy. Um, and I think it would be a lot of fun to play that live. Um, oh, for it, sure. Yeah. It, it really, my, my, my vision for it was, it, it initially was like to be much more small and intimate where like basically every ticket's a VIP ticket. Like I, I couldn't, you could do that in, in an arena full of 5,000 people, but what I prefer to do is in a smaller place, maybe where people could be seated at tables. Mm, yeah, no, meet, for sure. Nice. And we can sort of interact throughout the show. Like a light, a lounge kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, um, so those are the main reasons. I think, you know, we achieved, we achieved our goals. Um, and so the, I guess to answer your question, the idea is, yeah, we'd like to play that live eventually. I don't currently have a plan to like restream it or something like that. Yeah. But I think if you guys had connectivity issues if i think if you hit up sessions uh or not sessions uh mandolin yeah i think they'll they can give you a way to watch it again okay so, well, well we'll figure that out but yeah, um, check it down. but yeah no we really i really enjoyed it and i feel like i learned a lot yeah and i also really enjoyed your um, meet and greet that you did afterwards because oh, cool. i've done like a few of those they're like okay this is like half an hour maybe you've done five questions whatever but the fact that you actually went through and asked all, I think there was like 50 some odd people, like, hey, do you have anything to say? Or just them just sharing their stories about like the memories that you've like created over the years and the friendships that they've made. And I just think that it was really cool. And I really enjoyed that. So I was like, I'll take some notes. And by the end, I was like, oh my God, my fingers are falling off. <laughs> yeah, no. It was well, really I appreciate yeah. that. We, um, 
Yeah, we we went for two and a half hours. Yeah, that was yeah. And, I did um, not expect that at all. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wasn't. I mean, you know, some people had said, "Oh, you know, make it like half hour, forty five minutes," and you know, I had the free Zoom account, and with that, you get forty minutes free. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's just not going to cut it. So yeah, I'm going to upgrade the account because we, we're going to have to go at least an hour. And then we were like an hour, over an hour into it, maybe more when I said, oh, wow, we haven't even asked questions yet. You know? <laughs> but the story about how Summer Girls came on the air and the DJ from New York, like that was a really cool story. Like, really, uh, and that, yeah, yeah, I was so happy that I was able to get him on there. Yeah, I, no. I, I didn't think about it ahead of time. And I was like, oh, you know what? Let me see if Greg T's around. But, you know, I think you, you might have heard, like even throughout the stories, like there was things that I learned that I didn't even know you know mm-hmm. um so yeah that was a lot of fun I, I i really enjoyed that i mean um i try to explain to people like interacting with the fans these days is so much different than it was yeah 20 years yes. ago. oh yeah because you know it was back then i was like ah! <laughs> it's true yeah. it's true you're like and i can't like, hear hey, what you're asking <laughs> how are you nice to meet you <laughs> oh my god yeah it's, it's funny i was just looking through um Cause I was like, have I seen Elephone concert? And I remembered you guys came to Canada for, I believe it was the Nickelodeon, all that music and more mm-hmm. tour. And I actually found like an autographed like picture, uh... but I think it's just Rich yeah. um, and Devin. I don't actually think I have your autograph cause there's nothing like on your picture. So one of these days, hopefully I'll be able yeah. to get uh, that going. <laughs> so yeah, that would, that would be, um, that would be awesome. So maybe. Yeah. Do you have you any know, plans to come so back? So I know well, you have a show with you have the show with uh, O Town and um, and that's. But you know, in, actually, now, now that I think about it, you um you were in the VIP. I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're gonna get um you're gonna get an autographed uh, picture in the mail. Oh, oh that's fine. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Um, yeah, so I don't know how it is down in Florida, but here we're like in this like stay at home order. We're in lockdown all the time. Yes, we haven't been allowed out for like besides necessities for ages. So I've noticed that in the states, I'm seeing a lot more concerts coming up and things. So is there a lot less restrictions down there? Yes. Oh, good. Thank God. Florida has always been, you know, pretty reasonable. I mean, obviously, when the, the COVID first hit, everybody's like, okay, hold on a second. The idea was let's let's take a break. I think they said to like soften the curve or something. I can't remember yeah, what yeah, it was. Flatten the, flat the curve. Flatten the curve. Yeah. Flat yeah. Curve, yeah. yeah. Like, let's just let's just break for a couple of weeks just so we can get a chance to see what we have here. And then it became this big political joke. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, the lockdowns became. I don't think we'll ever see something like that again because Hopefully it just not. became like uh, it's crazy. Really, it just wasn't. It wasn't free. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, um, and so I, I agree that we had to do things to make sure that people were okay. But I think there was just so much um, bad that came mm. from locking people alone. Like for me, it's not so bad because I'm an introvert. I have a you know I have a nice house with a backyard and live in a neighborhood where I can walk and ride bikes, and so it's not so bad. But I think about people that are like stuck in like a small apartment someplace. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's like or or my my neighbor who. Uh, um you guys remember mike caputo yes hold on a second hey mike i'm mike mike i'm on a vip call right now hi mike yeah yeah exactly hey you want to say hi mike who is it hi mike hi Hey, we're uh, we're from boy band break. We're in Canada. We're in Canada. We're just doing a, a little. Hey, interview. hey, ladies, how you doing? Great, we're good. Yes, doing yeah. fantastic. Just up here in Boston, the weather's getting warm, and just really excited. What part of Canada? Uh, kind of near Toronto and Niagara Falls, in between the two of them. So, we love, love Boston. Both. Oh, I, I love, can't I wait for Toronto. Them. Brad, we're gonna have to set up a show up there. Yes, Definitely do it. Do it. I'll talk to you later, man. Take care. Bye, Mike. You're going to have to come across the border and come with one of the shows there. They're not allowed across the border. Like the new kids concert that's happening. I'm like, I want to go so bad. And I'm like, it's in Boston. Bye, Bye, take care. All right. Bye-bye. That's why wood is so expensive because the border is closed with Canada, right? Yeah. Listen, nobody knows like exactly the right, right, right way. But I think at this point, anything like 
that's similar to this that happens again, I think you just have to rely on people to be people. Yeah. Rely on them to be rational and, you know, protect people the best you can. But I'm sad to hear that Canada's still locked down the way it yeah. is. Yeah. Here in the States, I mean, there's, like I said, Florida's always been um, sort of more open than other places. Yes. But even places like New York, um, I think because the vaccine rate is, is so high now, mm. like I was just reading at the, uh, my favorite basketball team, the Knicks, mm. you know, their, their capacity went, is up to like for the playoffs, like 13,000 people in the arena. Oh, wow. So in New York, that's pretty amazing. So yeah. I think, you know, you got, you've got certainly people that are vaccinated. You've got people that have already been sick and might have antibodies. Um, you have people that are just naturally immune. Um, and then, you know, the thing with these things, when they become political, it's hard to find the truth, you know, because yeah. it's not as bad as, you know, like the left wing news uh, organizations say it is. And it's not as nothing as the right wing news organizations say. The truth is somewhere in between, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. It's true. So it's I think true. we have to rely on people to be people. But I'm on. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you know, I have friends that are on both sides of the spectrum when it comes yeah. to the COVID. And I just sort of, I just mind my business and mm. just, you know, true, try to be, right? try to be, um, you know, be nice and, and open to both sides of the, the story. And, yeah. and there are yeah. multiple sides. But That's anyhow, true. I'm sorry to hear you guys are locked down, but. I, I, well, hopefully when we're open again you can come up and yes. say hi yeah. <laughs> yes we would definitely love to see a show for sure no we you know i've been wanting to get to like toronto or buffalo area again so mm-hmm. you guys are an hour from toronto so which way north so we're or? we're in hamilton so like toronto is here niagara falls and buffalo is here and we're just kind of in the middle it's like it's called the golden oh. horseshoe so. so you're an hour from buffalo and an hour from toronto yeah oh interesting yeah. it's mm-hmm. good it's a good spot we can go anywhere we want yeah, awesome. it's crazy because our borders closed until at least June 21st. And when they closed it for the first month, I was like, we've never had the border closed before. This is crazy. And now it's been a year. I'm like, as soon as they open that up, the Canadians are going to be like, let's let us out. <laughs> yeah, These days, you need our pa- Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. These days, you need a passport to get through the Canadian border, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Hope mine doesn't expire before. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah, mine was like so far expired, and then my agent was like, "Oh, we might have a show in, in Mexico." I was like, "Well, I don't have, a, I don't have a passport, so I had to run and okay. get that squared away." You know. I think it's always good to have one just in case you need to leave the country suddenly. You know, I just always <laughs> want that opportunity to do Well, yeah. you know, I've got a wife and five kids, so there's not, there's no doing anything suddenly. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything is a process. You know, especially mm-hmm. traveling. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's cool. So um, what's up with your podcast? What's that about? Okay, so it's called Boy Band Break, and we have new episodes every Sunday, and we've been doing it for almost three years now. Um, so we kind of like, we did kind of did it just to like talk about all our boy band experiences. Uh, we do album reviews. We talk about concerts we've gone to, um, new projects that any of the boy bands are doing. We'll talk about that. And uh we just had our first interview. So you are our, officially our second uh, celebrity. celebrity. We had O-Town uh, last month mm-hmm. and they were super cool and a lot of fun. So yeah, so it's just something fun. So it's the two of us and then our friends, Sophia and Diane as well. Awesome. So yeah, yeah. but like, and like we're all in like different cities too. So like uh, we, they used to like travel in, um, but because of like like lockdown restrictions, we, they can't even like move within like their cities. So like we have to like, we set it up like on them digitally like digitally so that we can all still kind of get together it's just like it's nice it's nice because um we talk about like more than like one boy band like because because i feel like all of them deserve love because like boy bands have brought us so much joy over the years so like like you like you don't even know the impact that you have on like strangers lives right because like uh you know just good memories from yeah nostalgia like every time summer girls comes on like oh. everybody's singing that yes. guys girls yeah it's like that's just like one of those like classic classic songs yeah. that everyone knows and it's just great to see that yeah movie, so yeah well it's it's a great it's a great honor to uh to have that as part of our lives you know it's like you don't always get to hear those stories but when i do it's just really it's really beautiful it's really humbling to be honest with you you know to to know that you know something you did has had this long-term effect, you know, and then Summer Girls is such a classic summer song. And sometimes I don't even think I realize it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Because it's just like, oh, this is just something that I did. <laughs> and then you don't realize there's people all over the world, right? So yeah, just like the, the memories that it brings to people. And it's just like, it's pretty cool. Um, 
but like how have you like been able to keep it all together like after all that's happened right like because I mean you had like like lots of losses like so, like to lose one member is terrible and then to lose another member yeah and then you're holding up the whole fort you know like how do you feel well you know when we lost Rich it was obviously a devastating blow um not only to to us but more importantly to his family you know I, I feel like no mother should ever have to bury her son you yeah. know yeah and um for Devin and I, you know, Devin was living, he actually was living with me at the time when Rich passed away. And, um, you know, for us, we, you know, in our eyes, the LFO story was done, you know, mm. we continued being together. We, we made some music together and we, like I said, he, he lived with me, he sang with me at church and he, he was my best friend. Mm. So we just continued, uh, eventually continued our lives. I was running my record label at the time and he was working on some solo music and um in 2016 we um we were invited by 98 degrees to do a cameo at one of their shows mm -hmm. and so we did a little lfo cameo there the crowd went wild and then a few days later i got a message from a, an agent who asked if we would take lfo back out on the road and so through a lot of prayer a lot of discernment we, we decided to do it and um and it was an amazing experience we honored rich with pair of his shelto adidas yeah the shoes yeah. Then, you know nice like, but what you're what you're asking is how am i doing so mm. when when devin died i went into the darkness yeah because not only was he my bandmate but he was my my best friend you know mm. and um yeah it to this day i mean it takes my breath away sure. um, but um you know i, I got some I was able to get some help to get to get back into the light. And when I was invited to do these pop 2000 dates, it was a hard decision, but um, it's been a very beautiful experience. Um, the fans have been so supportive and I've made it my musical mission just to honor Rich, honor Devin, nurture the legacy and to have the opportunity. I really, what I call it is an unfortunate honor. Mm. Yeah. There's no part of me yeah. that wants to be on the stage alone. Like, yeah. You know, like when I did that LFO story live stream, like there was one particular song where it really was like basically alone and I hated it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't want, that's not who I want to, I'm not interested in being that guy, you know? Mm -hmm. So on the pop 2000 tour, I get to rock an LFO medley with the old town guys. And that's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, so you ask how I get through it. You know, I, it, it was my faith that brought me through it. And it was the support of friends and family that brought me through it. And in, in, the, in the belief in something bigger than this world, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I imagine Rich and Devin having a beautiful reunion in heaven, right? And yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like they pull strings from there, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so uh, that, that's how I got through it. But it's still, you know, I was reflecting the other day, like Devin and I used to always talk about like growing become an old men together you mm. know just sitting out on the porch and drinking a beer or something like that being old white beard you know yeah, mm -hmm. yeah for sure rocking chairs i don't know i don't know <laughs> yelling at kids on the lawn yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah so yeah you know i think like i said um I'll never be the same, but you all, everybody knows you guys have yeah. walked. Yeah. 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 You don't get Our over grandmother it. grandmother passed 21 years ago and it still, yeah, it still hurts. It still, still hurts, hurts right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes just like a thing will just trigger and you're like, oh my, oh my God, God, this is something that she used to do. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. That's true. Exactly. So That's we just true. do our best to honor them. And, and for, especially for Devin, like try to live more like him because he lived in such a special way. Like I, I believe he saw colors we couldn't see. Mm. You know, if you were walking down the trail and watching where you're going, he'd be looking deep into the woods at something else, you know? Mm -hmm. So I try to, really what it is, he would, he would experience awe, mm -hmm. you know? And so what I try to do is, is try to experience awe more often. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a great way to live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we had read um on on Wikipedia that I guess um there was also like um I guess before Devin there was someone named Grizz. Um, would you ever like consider going back to like like or like was that just a relationship that went sour or what happened with that? 
Yeah, so that's too long of a story for. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no worries. No worries. For this, this is a this is a short. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Segment here. Okay. So the story with with Brian is, is a long one. I touched mm. on on the LFO story. Um, so I, I have nothing but love and for him and pray for him and want him to have a you know a peaceful existence. Um, but to replace to replace raise replace Devin is not to honor them and so um, I won't ever LFO will never be anything else but what you see today and when I'm when I'm gone then then it's you know I told the O-Towns you guys keep the legacy alive (laughs) so the towns yeah Okay, I guess you probably have to get to another. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, one more thing before we end. Um, are you able sure. to give a shout out to Boy Band Break? If you could just say, sure. like, hey, this is Brad from LFO and you're listening to Boy Band Break or something like that. That'd be awesome. Hey, what's up? This is Brad from LFO and you are listening to Boy Band Break. Awesome. Thank awesome. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much for, for having us on the interview and, and thank you so much for all that you do because, like, you, you, you are impactful even like if you don't see it like you're right you're an awesome person and we really appreciate you Brad. and we'd well, love pre- to do a full episode with you in the future sometime if you ever want to talk to us again girl, so. <laughs> let's yeah, let's do it let's um you know let's um maybe think about doing one um ideally i don't know maybe sometime over the summer yeah some, in the whenever you're here yeah. <laughs> we will come to you <laughs> just listen just um don't be afraid to ask for what you want yeah that's true that's true and everything it's okay to to say hey listen you know we'd like to interview you for our podcast again can we set up a date yes we can yes oh that'd be great all right so thank you so much for spending time with us and i hope the rest of your calls are amazing and you have a fabulous day guys take care bye-bye and we're back yeah so so much for brad Uh, just big shout out to Brad thank you for being on our podcast and we definitely would look forward to you ever coming on it again that would be nice so but thanks that was such a nice like inspirational thing at the end there guys where he was like you should just ask for what you want right you know we gotta manifest things we gotta ask for it you know it's 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 a secret Mm -hmm. ask believe receive right I feel like what he was saying, I don't know, in my opinion, what he was saying was like, the worst people can say is no, right? Like, like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? The worst they can be like is no, or they don't answer you or whatever. But he's like, if you don't ask, then you then you never know, right? That's true. Yes. Okay. So how this came to be is literally we were just scrolling. Um, we through. were in the parking well, lot hold on. of August uh, The 8th. day before okay. we were on Twitter and I had seen it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I believe one of our listeners actually tagged us in it and said, hey, this is coming up tomorrow. And we're like, all right, that's cool. I thought it was an online concert and then there was um, a Q&A and stuff. So we thought about it, discussed it, forgot about it. And then we were, yes, Lydia, we were eating at August 8, uh, which is a sushi restaurant. And they were doing, because we're still in lockdown. So they were doing kind of um, all you can eat sushi in your in car. car. So we're like, okay. So while we were there, we're like, oh, that LFO thing is starting today at eight o'clock. And it was like 7.50. And we're like, oh, we should. And Lydia's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Okay, cool. So it was relatively inexpensive compared to some of the other things we've done. So we're like, oh, what the hell? Let's do it. Um, so we got the package that included, obviously, the the event. And then there was an after party. And then we had the private Zoom chat as well. So that was pretty cool. Um, so should I say the price or no price? Like it was not do not say the price. No. Okay, it was not that. It was it was good. It was a good value for what you were getting. very good value. Yeah. So we're like, okay, cool. So um, unfortunately, we were trying to figure out a way that both Diane and Sophia could also watch it, and then there was some other things going on, and then the the Wi-Fi was bad, and there was just it was we missed quite a bit of the beginning of the concert. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but essentially, what it was, it was almost like a storyteller's event. Yeah. We're, so um, the main things, so obviously, LFO consists of Brad, who is still alive, um, Rich Cronin, who passed away, and uh, Devin Lima, who also passed away. So he's very big into honor Rich and honor Devin. 
So um, the story kind of brought like how LFO came to be and then he would sing songs in between. And then there was like a lot of, uh, it was like a lot of spiritual things and stuff like that. So yeah. There's, different there's than a little bit of cameos in, as well in the mm-hmm. concert. Like Howie. Yes, I, we yeah. missed part, but Howie from the Backstreet Boys, I guess, did a shout out or? Yeah, just was like, oh, I can't be there because I was at the O-Town concert thing in Florida. And then I think O-Town also, or Jacob from O-Town also made a comment or? Jacob, I believe so, yes. And Ryan Cabrera was there. That's about it. It was kind of a different experience. It wasn't like your typical concert experience. So, so it was, uh, yeah, like you mentioned. It's a somber so, event, right? It's not yeah, very somber. So it wasn't yeah. like going all out, like party. bang, bang, party hits all that tough. It was like a lot slower. Yeah. 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 Which was a bit unexpected. Um, but I mean. But he had like other musicians on stage with him. He had a drummer. He had some guitar players. He had So he was playing. And he also had um, what um he does to represent rich and devin is he has like mic stands with their shoes coming off of it so um i guess he kind of mentioned it in our interview is that essentially this was kind of like to try it out to see if this type of an event would work if he were to bring it out on tour so uh he has a lot of children so he can't go on tour all the time so he does a lot of weekend things he's been doing a lot of pop 2k stuff with um o-town and them so yeah it's kind of where that kind of came from. So yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a fairly good show. I liked it. There was a lot going on there. It had yeah. a lot of somber tones. Uh very it was different like than nice life. to see the cameos. I don't know. It was nice to find out more about LFO because yeah. besides like obviously Summer Girls and like the Rich Cronin interview on Howard Stern My favorite. and stuff. Uh we really don't know a lot maybe a little bit of like Oh, that was also on that Howard Stern interview. Like a lot of like the Lou stuff. There was like a lot of things we didn't really know about how they got back together or how they got together in the first place and things like that. Um, yeah. So his memories of them, it was nice to hear what he, his thoughts. Yeah. 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 Um, like the interview itself, like that you and I did, I, I think it got like a little bit somber at the end. Um Especially, I guess, we touched on a nerve that maybe we shouldn't have touched on. So we Googled some stuff ahead of time, like, really briefly. We're like, oh, my God, we're going to ask him. And then we were like, oh, there used to be a guy named Briz. But uh, we obviously didn't know any of that story. And um, so Lydia asked about it. And it, and it just did not go well. So, I mean, you guys you probably got that vibe, like, at the end mm-hmm. of the interview. But, um, I mean, like... So, obviously, there's still lots about LFO that we don't know. Yeah. Um, but... Um, well, I'll talk a little bit more when we get to the yeah, yeah, yeah. other part. But yeah, okay. so I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to say about the actual event? No. Um, I think I said all that I was going to say. Yeah, no, I, it was, it was, it was good. It was, I, I, uh, the, 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 not to like, you know, it's obvious. Oh, I totally bombed it. Yeah. Like I bombed it. So it's okay no. to say. No, not your interview. Oh, no, sorry. the event, the concert, right? Oh, sorry, the concert, yeah. about the event. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Not, not that it's entire, it's totally not his fault, but like the sound quality kept going in and out. So then, and he speaks kind of softly to begin with. So I mm-hmm. found it hard to hear him a lot of the times at the event. Oh, see, I thought it was just because we were in a car. That's why I couldn't. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Um, so... That was kind of, I mean, but that's totally not his fault. I mean, and it like totally like props to him uh, for doing something like this. You know, I know things are starting to open up in the States and, you know, people are, are having shows and whatnot. They're, they're going to have O-Town shows coming up soon. But it's nice to just kind of give people something, you know, in a pandemic, you know, and that's something that can go worldwide, right? For it to be online, and like everybody, all the LFO fans can kind of come together and, uh, you know, celebrate. Let's let's you know celebrate the lives of Rich and of Devin. You know, it doesn't always have to be like so. Like I feel like a concert is kind of like a nice way to do it because it's like yeah, there was like sad moments, but it, it there was also like a lot of light moments and like funny and like whatever, you know, getting their hits and all that, whatever. So I thought it was good. I, 
the interview was fine. I think you guys are being too hard on yourselves. Lydia's being too hard on yourself. I well, thought it was okay. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'm just like, this is up him, But it's also his, like, tone and voice. And I don't know. He doesn't, well, because- give, he doesn't give a lot. Mm. Well, I think the main thing about Brad is that he's a he's much more of an introvert than a lot of others would be. And he wasn't the front runner of the band. No, right. Obviously, Rich was that guy. Yeah. Devin was a little quiet, but also that guy. And Brad was kind of like more the support. Right. right? And all bands need that first time like so it's hard for him to to want to get the motivation to go out and do things but it also i think he realizes that this is a good thing for him to get out there and do things so yeah i think like his vibe is like well like you said kind of quiet uh introverted like spiritual just like not he's not like entirely like man yeah yeah it's not gonna be like ah! like you know what i mean i know and that's like kind of what we're used to like like high energy yeah. in a boy band so right? maybe oh, yeah. that's what it is maybe that's why you think that yeah and yeah. then a lot but, of what yeah. he does um is with his church right so he does a lot of music ministry at his church yeah so he is a lot more like somber and at, yeah. you know yeah well, things like that. i thought you did great guys thank you okay thank you, know, you. Let, I, let I, I really beat myself up let us let us know in the comments what did you think do you think the interview went well or do you think it went well? Do you want us to try to get him back for a full long uh, interview later on in the summer? Maybe. I don't know. Who else would you love to see on this podcast? True. Yes. Yes. Drop a comment. All right. So if we're done talking about that part, I guess we will get into the VIP after party. Mm -hmm. Yes. Please go ahead and share your notes. So There's a lot we of have, notes here. Okay, so we have not been in a, a lot of after parties. We did the O-Town ones. Those were, what, Diane, half an hour? Yeah. Half so there's hour. maybe like 10 questions, kind of good, whatever. Like people would submit their questions ahead of time, and then there was like a little like talking at the end, but... They were very... We didn't know what to expect. I think we exactly. said that in the episode. We didn't know. But they were actually very well organized. Yeah, they're like, and we were dumb yeah. and we didn't realize that they split yeah. the groups into smaller groups as well. We're so they, idiots, but so, we knew what they were doing. Yeah, so we're like, oh, that's actually cool. And then I, that was a um, when we were doing those ones. A lot of people were interested in the whole Q and A section because mm-hmm. it was different. So for this one, it was just one big Q and A. Um, and I would say there was probably like between fifty and seventy people on this Zoom chat. Um, and it was not right. And just like the O-Town one, it was not right after the concert. It was a few days later. And yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to write down some notes. Well, my friends, I got six pages worth of notes, so I'm not going to read all of it. Uh, No, it's just printed out, but there was, there was a lot of, I just got to give kudos to Brad because like, he like put his time and effort into this. Like, I feel like if we could compare it to like another boy bander, this would probably be like a, what a Kevin, if Kevin were to do a solo event, that's kind of the vibe I got from this. Like he was very compassionate and caring about all the people. And he literally went around to every single person and asked them if they had a question. So I think there was like 50 some odd people in this chat. So like, it was to do. But I would also like to point out, because I was expecting, okay, this is going to be half an hour, maybe an hour, because the concert was, what, an hour, two hours? hour and a half? I think it was, yeah, 90-ish minutes. 90-ish minutes. So I was like, okay, well, this will be like half hour, 45 minutes, whatever. No, I believe it was, I believe it was three hours. When you messaged us in the chat, I think you said two. It was definitely two at least. So uh, you definitely got your money's worth for this one. My butt was asleep by the end. My wrist was hurting from all the typing. It was just like, but anyways. You have to know that Chinzi is like super, like when she just commits that she's going to do something, she she can't, brevity is not her strong suit. I honestly, I'm really terrible at summarizing things. Like Mm. I'm just like, So she literally wrote down every single word that she possibly could, guys. Like this is going to be detailed AF. Yes. So anyway, so we'll just j- dive well, in, shall like we? Well, we are there, right? That's why. Yeah, that's the whole point. Detail. Mm-hmm. So the people that, so obviously it was Brad. And then, okay, and I apologize to the LFO fans because I know nothing about the band and the fandom and all these people. 
So if these might be very important people that I don't know about, I am sorry, I don't know. We're learning, guys. We're learning with you. Okay, so Floyd and Alan were there. They're part of the band. I believe Floyd was the drummer and Alan was possibly guitar. Uh, Mike Cupido. I've heard Does the anybody know? Is that a manager? Did he? He called during the interview, I believe. Yeah, he did. I think he's their manager from like a very long time ago. So like, so him. Keeping contact. That's good. And then their first, the main guest that they had was Greg T. And he is actually the man responsible for summer girls breaking. He is a DJ. uh, Greg, DJ Greg T. Torndoff. He used to work at Z100 in New York City. So that's like oh, one yeah. of the biggest like radio stations in the country. In New York. Yes. yes, for sure. So how how did this go down? Like how did they go from Gorilla Suit Lou to being over here? Well, my friends, let me tell you. <laughs> so the year was 1999. Okay, I'm not going to make it as slow like that. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay so, uh, so DJ Greg T was driving through, I want to say Washington. He was talking quickly. Um, and he heard on Z104, which was a Maryland, a Maryland station. Uh, the DJ wanted a Z104 Maryland DJ wanted a summer song. He found the song and started playing it. So I guess um, like a lot of um, radio stations, like a whole bunch of CDs, just like randomly unsolicited CDs. Did you? Yes. Still? Yes. We generally do not play music mm-hmm. unless it is going through head off. Like it, it, there's a whole process. Like it's not like, I guess in the ni- late nineties, you could go to a radio station and be like, Hey, play me. And sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Generally you have to have a record label, all that jazz. So anyway, so this DJ found this song and then was playing it. Cause it was like the weekend and it's like, yeah, here's random songs. So he puts it in. So he's playing uh, summer girls. So, uh, so, DJ Greg, uh, his girlfriend, who is now his wife, thought it was New Kids on the Block. So she thought it was a new New Kids song. Mm. So uh, so he called. So Greg, like, obviously didn't have a cell phone at the time or whatever. So when he pulled over, he called the radio station and he's like, hey, you played this song about a, few, a couple hours ago. I think it sounded like New Kids. I'm not sure what it was. And then the DJ who played the song didn't know who the song was. Oh. So... <laughs> he's like okay uh yeah sure let me look at you because like nowadays everything is like uh, like mp3 and digital but back and then you would actually have the cd and just like put it in the carton. and you had like shazam so he was like let me look through this carton of cds i played let me see if i can find it so he found the light funky one cd um so then greg went back to z100 and i guess their morning show was elvis and elliot so on Monday, he told them, like, this is going to be the summer smash hit. And then the morning show laughed at him. Aww. And they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever, buddy. So then they started calling all the record labels to try to find the CD and couldn't find it. And there was a small record label had just released them. Like, they got fired from the record label. So this song was on, like, oh. a CD. So they're like, and, oh, they got wow. pick, uh, and then they got picked up by Artesia, Arista, Arista. Uh, Mike Cupido broke up with someone. Anyways, so anyway, so then somehow they get a meeting, and in this meeting is LFO, Lou, Clive Davis. Um, so because they had just been picked up by Clive's company, Clive had his own bathroom in his office and a butler in his office. Like, so wow, they were just like so hard. impressed that this like. So he was also eating a T-bone steak at the record label office while they're there. That's flexing. Um, so then he, so um, Clive Davis is like, here, listen to some of this music. So he played Santana with Rob Thomas. He also played Keys before she came out. So wow. he's like letting them listen to this music for some reason. I don't know why this Awkward. is happening. Okay. Um, so apparently Rich was terrified of Clive Davis. Um, so they're like, Rich, like, like get him to play Summer Girls. But he was like freaking out and didn't want to do it. So Brad had the CD and was like, screw it. I'm just putting it in there. So I pause for a second mm-hmm. lfo's meeting with clyde so i don't know how it skips from greg yeah. to, like so they had just been dropped by their little record label somebody named kelly and then a, a, a Reese, arista records picked them up and clive davis is with arista clyde. So they're in a meeting with him and they don't want to play the song weird Okay. Yeah. I, I, so, so like all this is happening around the same time, apparently. Yeah. So then Brad's like YOLO and like puts the CD in. 
And Rich originally wrote the song Summer Girls as an ode to Boston. So then, uh, so they're there. And then Clive's like, yeah, this is going to be on the album. And then Rich is like, oh my God, I'm going to jump out the window. I'm so excited. And then, then somebody else in the room said, yeah, this song is not going to be a hit. So, wow. So then they had uh, like Diane Warren and some other writers helping them out. And then there was a song called I Will Show You Mine. And that was supposed to be the first single. It would have involved dancing. Uh, Brad does not like dancing. So he was not a fan of this song. Um, and then they had to practice with pencils as microphones in a karate studio. Okay. Lance was learning to dance. I don't know who Lance is. Somebody was learning to dance. Oh, sorry. Sync was also in this studio as well. And Lance, because Lance came into the band later. later. Yeah. So then he was trying to kick. So the Lance was in dance class with them. So LFO and Lance are learning dance moves. Oh, cute. So Lance can catch up to NSYNC. So yeah. That's cool. Uh, so Brad was waiting tables in Dallas. I don't know why he's suddenly in Dallas. And then Lou paged him and asked him if he could sing bass. And then he made him sing. And he was supposed to, he would have been in NSYNC. What? If he wow. had a bass voice. Oh. So because he didn't have this bass voice, he's like, yeah, you're not good for NSYNC. And that's where Lance came in. But mm. then he kind of like, yeah, whatever. So anyway, so they finally tracked down this Kelly. So the DJ Greg T finally tracks down Kelly. She sends her last remaining copy of Summer Girls to them. So then they start playing it on Z100 uh, with the story about Greg and his girlfriend and stuff. And then people start going crazy for it. So they played song. it every hour, like 730, 830, 930. It's a good song. And like, like people, like phone lines are lighting up. People are loving this song. It's a good song. So the program director and the music director decide to add it. Um, so that's, so the song is now added to their playlist. Um, but because this was under the old record label, uh. Arista sends a cease and, cease and desist letter to Z100, oh. Z100 ah. and, sa- and like tells them, you cannot play this song anymore. We just signed them. That song is under their old label, like not happening. Like take this song off the air. So then because they're radio people and don't care, they just decided to keep playing it anyways. Wow. So it just kept going. So, uh, so then because they're not, so it's like going back and forth, they're not taking it off the air. It's getting all this traction. So they kind of just decided like, you know, um, if you can't beat them, join them type thing. So one week later, they're back in the studio recording the album and making the music video for it. So they, I guess, re-recorded it. Um, and then at some point, Greg T's wife, so in present time says that Brad has been left on this earth to be a storyteller. So then Brad gets choked up about this. Mike, Caputo also agrees with it. So that's kind of like how Summer Girls kind of got on to the air, right? And then, um, so then we're skipping ahead to 2016 and Brad gets a text from Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees. Mm. Uh, For some reason, DJ Greg went on tour with 98 Degrees for a bit. Cool. See, yeah. DJ Greg I, was like, you guys know JoJo Wright, right? Like, he's the yes. one that did the yes. wars with BSB and whatever. I'm pretty sure he did stuff with Sync too. So Greg teased like the... He's kind of like the little, like... Yeah. yeah. The version of JoJo Wright. Like, the... Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's, like he's the East Coast version. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I don't know if Greg just... I don't know if he had his own show or if he was just with the station and he just kind of did his own thing, or maybe he was part of the morning show, like a producer or something. I'm not really exactly sure what he did, but anyways. So anyway, so, uh, so he gets this, this text from Jeff Timmons and about the my 2k tour. Uh, and he said, Hey, like Jeff's like, Hey, we're going to be in Coney Island. Do you and, uh, Devin want to come and like pop up on stage and play summer girls for like a minute? Cause we do a medley and then that's in it. So then, they're like, well, so he's like, I don't know if people even care, but he's like, what the heck? Sure. But he wasn't getting paid for this. Right. And they did not have a lot of money. So he actually, his friend from church actually gave him his sky miles Aww. so that they could fly up to Coney Island. So, so Kyle, so he, so then they're saying there's, so they sent this DJ, another DJ Kyle to pick them up from the airport in like a sketchy beat up Honda Accord that was like falling apart. Uh-huh. Uh, so then, the, so this guy's trying to use the Waze app to drive through New York City to get to the yeah. show. They almost don't even make it to the venue. Oh my God. So they get to the venue at Coney Island, pulls up to security. They show 
um, security tattoo. So then like, I guess they weren't on the list or something. And then he showed him some sort of tattoo. So then he was able to get through tattoo? to the backstage. I don't know. So they see 98 degrees. They do the sound check. Um, and their part is literally just one minute long. So they get up on stage, the concert's happening. They have this one minute, the crowd goes nuts. Like, it go nuts. So then, so when they get off the stage, Brad goes to Devin, like, this is such a cruel joke. Like we had, it was all take, we get up on stage, we get this and now we're like gone again. So like, what the hell? Like, should we do this again? Like, what are we doing? I don't know. So like, and they're like, had to go back and fly back. Right. Like it was just like, this was it. Like just this, it's like a one-time so, thing, a one-time thing. And they're like, we just got a taste of it again. Mm. And now it's gone. Right. Yeah. Um, but then they got contacted by an agent named Matt. So Matt was kind of doing this thing. So then who's Matt? This agent. An agent. Some agent. Uh, then it says Greg left Z100 to go to KTU, which is that mm. concert. So that's what more. Bu- KT Euphoria. Yeah. Cause we did that KT Euphoria. Um, yeah. And then they did a. So, the, the radio station is KTU. Yeah. So I guess they switch radio stations. So then, uh, so I guess when he was leaving Z100, he made like a summer girls parody cry fest on youtube oh, no, apparently it's on youtube uh apparently greg was a jackass before it was thing they made him do a lot of pranks okay so greg was like their like comedy guy like uh and the then greg guy. rich do you remember do you remember the summer we met and then he said we'll never forget that's when we all became family mm. so that's where greg that's um okay so then they're talking about girl on tv so they recorded summer girls and girl on tv and they were in LA for the Blockbuster Music Awards. They had so this is where the Jennifer Love Hewitt stuff comes in. Oh, from the so they have the same publicist as Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm. Mm. Okay, so and Rich really wanted to meet her, and he was really nervous because he like really he's like love Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, so he starts drinking vodka because he's nervous. <laughs> he looks to Brad and and tells Brad, "Stay away from Jennifer Love Hewitt." And if you stay away, I will give you my publishing for Summer Girls. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, so even though uh, he stayed away from Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Rich did not give him his publishing. For Rich Summer did not Shopping. have the publishing. Lou had right. the publishing. Lou had the publishing. That's correct. Anyways. That's the truth. Um, so anyway, so the song Girl on TV was about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, so Brad and Devin are sharing a room. And Mike and Rich are in a room. So uh, so the night that he meets Jennifer Love Hewitt, he wrote it that night. And uh. they were at the Park Suites in L.A. Uh, he, so Rich wakes up Mike and's like, you got this song. Like, this is the greatest song, whatever. So then Mike calls the record label at 2 o'clock in the morning and's like, hey, listen to this song. They're like, it's fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. What the hell? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, actually, this is a good song. So they made them go to Boston the next day to record it. Wow. So like they immediately had to get on a plane, go to Boston. So, oh, I forgot about this part. Okay, so they, um, so that's happening. So then they go to TRL with Carson Daly nice. for Summer Girls, right? Cool. So there's like hundreds or thousands of fans outside. Okay, so there's like tons of people there. So Carson is doing a regular interview and then goes off script, script and plays a snippet of Girl on TV and asked who it was about. So then Rich goes red, uh, and then Devin, who never speaks, jumped in and said, oh, you know, we like girls on TV, like, you know, whatever. Like, you don't like Buffy. Um, But it turns out that Carson Daly was dating Jennifer Love Hewitt Uh, at one point. Uh. So so I'm not sure if they were still dating at this point or if she had just broken up with him. So he was very bitter towards Rich because of this wow Uh, so then jennifer love hewitt ends up being in the music video um but they said it was like a because like her and rich are kind of dating at this point but every time the director said cut they would start fighting it was just like really like weird like uh so it was introduced as a trl world premiere um it was supposed to be and then it was just uh not really in rotation because carson daly was pissed off at them fair wow all right uh, then he also, there's something about, there was a 2001 MTV beach thing. Uh, everyone is in bikinis in this video and, or whatever this, 
because they used to broadcast for spring break or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're like wearing jeans in like hundred degree weather oh. and like sweating. And they're, just God. Like, they're like, what the hell? Um, okay. So then Mike talks and he said the first national appearance was on Regis and Kathy Lee. Mm, it was a live show. show. Oh God. Oh God. This story. Sorry. Um, so they had to, uh, they had to cut summer girls down to make it shorter cause it was live, but they couldn't find Devin. So where they're like, know? this is a live show. Like where the hell is Devin? Whatever. Right. So they finally, he finally tracks him down to the bathroom and he like kicks the stall open and Devin is taking a dump. Uh, and so like Mike, the manager pulls him off the toilet Oh my and gosh. he got on stage 30 seconds late because Devin had no concept of time. He's like, they can wait. He's like, this is live television. They can't wait. Go out. Oh my God. Hopefully so he couldn't it. even wipe his ass. I don't, hopefully Yikes. he wiped his ass. But yeah. Yikes. So if you find that appearance and you're wondering where is Devin for half of this appearance, he was Give in the bathroom being dragged out. So, wow. Yeah. Um, and That's apparently something. Devin was very, like, very much into perfection when he was shaving. Uh, would anybody like to guess how long it would take him to shave? 20 minutes. 45 minutes. 30? Four hours. Four hours? He had to get the mirror and the light just right. Okay. Uh, so then they start talking about, like, uh, being on a tour bus. And the number one rule of tour buses, anyone? Uh, try not to take a shit. Don't shit on the bus. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so okay, so would you like to know what? I think I've heard that before. That like it's basically don't shit. Like if you have to take a shit, we have to pull over because. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's um what they would do instead is they would shit in a bag, (laughs) and throw it out the window. Oh my gosh! What if it was like diarrhea? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, one time Devin took the shit in the bag, and then brought the bag to the bus driver. <laughs> Needless to say, the bus driver was pissed off. Obviously, it was being presented with a bag of shit. Oh my god! Gross. I, yeah. So I, this, this is a whole bunch of men recounting, so that's why there's a lot of shit talk. Yeah. I okay. I can. Yeah. Say okay. Um, okay. And then sometimes, so then at this point, Mike now admitted that he would occasionally sneak a shit on, in like the toilet and then blame it on Devin. Wow. Wow. Does Devin have IBS or something? Like why is he always shitting? (laughs) I just love that these are the memories that (laughs) brought forth. Um, so then it said in 2000, they went to Canada Yay. Uh, to get their gold record. Aww. So they were at this building. Um, it was 33 floors up. It was the BMG Canada building. And on the 33rd floor, there was a patio. And around the patio, there was a ledge that's about four feet high, you know, because you're 33 stories up, right? Why is it only four feet high? I don't know. So you can still see, I guess. I guess. Okay, okay. Four feet is like there. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, so then, for some reason, Devin decides he's going to stand on the wall. No. <laughs> okay. And then not only does he stand there, he starts running. Oh, my God. So then the president of BMG Canada comes out and starts freaking out because the A&R guy, so the artist, research, and development person, is having lunch with Usher across the street and looked out the window and was like, holy shit, someone is going to jump from the building. Oh, my God. Oh. He's like, somebody's on the 30th. So the president comes out and she's like, what the hell? So apparently Devin had no fear. He was just, he uh, was not concerned about plunging to his death 33 okay. feet, 33 stories. So, okay, yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, Usher's lunch was interrupted. Poor to be Usher. Like, oh, hey, somebody's about to commit suicide. So oh, my God. He did not, obviously. So, all right. So, that's that his memory about memory. Canada. Yes. So, then in, uh, so now we've skipped ahead to 2017. Uh, Rich and Love Tour. So, they had, I guess they had a tour. I guess they had like a mini reunion or something. No, Rich is dead, uh, passed away at this point, is he not? I know where you are in time, so. Yeah, 2017. Did he, I think he passed in 2011. Possibly. Uh, let me look it up for you. Um, 
Yeah, I think so. So anyways, well, you do that. So they, so they rented a bus with a 24 foot trailer, right? So they were kind of funding this tour themselves. So they were like, okay. September 8th, 2010 is when he passed away. Okay. So, um, so then like, I guess this was maybe to kind of honor rich or something. So then they, so they rented this bus, they have this trailer, so they have all their equipment. The band came for free to play cause they wanted to like this reunion. So Brad drove the bus. So Aww. Brad is driving. He pissed uh, off the bus driver that much, eh? So, so they, I think Devin has also passed away at this point. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let me check. So he drives the bus. So to save money, they don't get hotels or anything. Uh, they sleep on the bus at truck stops. Devin uh, died November 21st, 2018. 2018. So, okay, so Devin is still on this one then. Yes. Uh, so they're showering at truck stops. They're not paying for any hotels. Uh, so because of this, now they are allowed to shit on the bus. Okay. So Floyd, <laughs> Mike. So now they're at some sort of like, I guess, a truck stop or whatever that you can like get rid of the waste. You pay mm -hmm. money or whatever. So it's now Floyd, who's the drummer, Mike, the manager, and Brad try to empty this. So Floyd goes under the bus to hook up the hose. <laughs> so they pull a gate and then it goes into a hole on the other end. So Devin came to help. Uh, so they're all done and Floyd undoes it. Then Devin pulls the hose out of his hand for some reason. Um, and then lava poop is now heading towards him. So now Floyd is trapped under this bus with this lava coming towards him. So luckily Brad was able to step in and yank him out before the lava hit him. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. So that was that tour. So then, uh, so then they start they're planning a second leg of this tour. Oh, because so, that's brilliant. Because yeah. So, yes. So I just, I don't know what was the obsession with poo in this. Like I just, it just flowed guys. Um, so then, so now, okay, so they did the first leg. It was going fine, whatever. So now they're planning a second leg. So um, because they're going out west, he's actually booking hotels and things like that. So uh, Brad, again, is in charge of this. He's booking all the travel. They're going to Vegas. They're going to Arizona. He books cars, hotels, flights. The next day, um, the day after he books everything, the shooting in Las Vegas happened. Oh, Do you remember that? oh no. Whoa. So they're like, so obviously... Everyone's on edge. Um, and then the day after that, Alan, who I don't know who Alan is in this story. Sorry. Uh, Alan tells him that Devin is in the hospital. Uh, Devin didn't want to tell, I think he's a friend or brother. So uh, apparently Devin didn't want to tell Brad or disappoint him. And cause he's, and then he made a comment that, like, he's thinking of you the day that he's diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Like, so, um, so anyway, so then obviously um, Brad goes to visit Devin in the hospital. Devin is just wearing regular clothes. He does he refused to wear the hospital clothes, sunglasses. He's sitting on the couch. Um, so Brad saw this paperwork with the oncologist. He called the band and told them that they're not doing the tour, right? Mm. So, mm. Um, so, so Brad makes all these phone calls. So like, listen, tour is canceled. Devin's in the hospital, whatever. Mm. So then Devin starts having treatment. And they actually thought he was going to be cured. So he had surgery and they said that they got everything out. Um, he actually showed like a clip of this, like when he was at the hospital. Uh, so apparently like a giant tumor had engulfed his kidney. So Floyd, Allen, Mike, and his parents are in the waiting room. They're excited that they got it all out. Everything's great. Um, but then it turns out that the cancer spread to his bones and his blood. Ah, oh, so my. yeah. So um and Devin actually goes to live with Brad while he's going through all these cancer things. So he's living in his garage. Um, so then wow. Floyd and Devin were writing songs about a month before Devin passed away. Um, instead of recording, he decided to talk about space for two hours. Um, so they shared a lot of special moments near the end. Uh, they would take turns rubbing his back with Tiger Bomb. Um, Devin also introduced Brad to science fiction. I yeah. guess Brad was never into it before. Uh, so Brad would read him a book and he would rub the bat, his back. Mm -hmm. And then nice. the next day he was supposed to start reading the exiles and then he disappeared. So 
Um, so Alan is okay. So Devin's real name is actually Harold. Oh, so sometimes he would call him Harold. So, um, so Alan was a good friend of Devin, brought him lasagna. Devin wasn't feeling well. He's like, oh, can we call a night? He's like, sure. So half an hour, the phone rang and Devin could hardly speak. At 1 a.m. he passed. And then Brad said Aww. a few weeks before he passed, he texted him, um, low waves, etc." Devin made a song, a new song, Listen to the One. So, yeah. That's so sad. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how that ended. And then uh, there's also Marcel. She helps out with stuff for the website. She does graphic design. She's the one who sets up events and emails and messages. So they thanked her for everything that she does. Um, and then Brad started an Instagram day page, the day of the 98 Degrees show. And she, Marcel had sent a message saying if they needed any help with designs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so then he also said, so essentially what LFO stands for right now is honor rich and honor Devin. It is their legacy. And he's not doing this for money. He's doing it to honor them. Mm -hmm. So, That's nice. yes. so that was that. And then he went through, um, every single person and asked questions. So I, I think we're kind of running out of time I'm trying to see if there's anything there that. So, yeah, so I wrote down everything, but I'm not going to go through all that. But a lot of people were just mostly like thanking him for the music and what they did and for bringing the fans together. And like, because that's, you know, you make all these friendships in the fandom and stuff. So he was very humbled by a lot of the things that people were saying. Yeah, because like, even like during our interview, I'm like, I'm like, you don't realize how much of an impact you've had on people. And he's like, oh, that's really nice to hear because it's true, right? Yeah, for sure. Yep. It is very true. Um, I'm just going to do a quick scan here. So um, somebody asked what his best memory was with the guys. And in 1999, a Z100 invited them to a mall performance on Long Island. Um, it was so they're hanging out upstairs in the food court. They're really nervous. They doesn't they don't think anybody's going to be there. Then they start going down the escalator and there's 10,000 people there at this mall. Awesome. Um, yes. Um, another cool thing that apparently he does, which I was unaware of, is that um, he has like kind of like eat and greets, I guess, with like uh, fans before that's the nice. show. So they'll like a group of seven or so will get together for a lunch oh, that's and nice. they'll hang out. Um, they also have somebody who's in, who, who uh, designated sneaker keepers. So they're the fans that are in charge of like making sure that nothing happens to their shoes. And then when the show starts to put the shoes up on the stage oh, for Rich nice. and Devin. That's very nice. Um, let's see. People were talking about how they like played football in a parking lot with them and they bought a replacement hat for him. Um, it's nice when the boy banders are accessible, right? Yeah. Uh, it like makes the whole experience so much more better. For sure. Mm hmm. Somebody asked. I have a lot of notes here. Sorry. Hmm. Which is good. Yes. What was the oh, reason my... the second album didn't do so well? Was the one question. Oh. Um, that was from Jessica. And uh, his answer was Napster was out and affecting record deals. Then 9 11 uh, hit. Um, and then at that point, Devin and Rich really wanted to be solo artists. Oh. And if they would have known what would have happened, like how it wouldn't have worked out, then they would have kept going. Mm. And then at this point, Mike comes in about how music goes in cycles. So boy bands were on the way out at that time. It's so true. that's why it didn't really go. It's very cyclical, um, right? The music industry? Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, okay, so apparently some of these fans um, used to do, like, road trips like we do, and they would hang out at, like, the hotels. They would figure out which hotels they're at, um, and they actually knew their aliases. So Devin's alias was Stevie Wonder. <laughs> so they would call hotels, and they'd be like, oh, is Stevie Wonder there? And, like, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then once they found that, then they'd be like, okay, this is the hotel that they're staying at. Um, but they, so they would always come out, I guess they would call the room or whatever, and then they would come out and meet with the fans and hang That's out nice. with them. Um, except one time they didn't come out and they're just like, what the heck is taking so long for them to go out? And it turned out that Destiny's Child was there. Mm -hmm. So they were instead talking to Destiny's Child in the hotel Fair. lobby. Fair. Which is understandable. I would yeah. Same. Uh, something about Twinkies in the crowd. They would throw at them. I don't really know what's going on here. Um... <laughs> 
Ow, we got excited. Ow, Here, ow. There's a Twinkie. <laughs> a funny, rich story. So Mike said this one. He said they were backstage at a TV show, probably Regis. Uh, so it was LFO, Tony Danza, and Miss Piggy. Okay. And they were there at 6 a.m. for a 9 a.m. show. So Rich went to go talk to Miss Piggy. I would too. Um, so he's having coffee in the green room, green room, and Miss Piggy's head was lying next to a bagel, and he was very upset that she wasn't real. Aww. So it ruined the magic for him. Um, uh, and that Rich was always making people laugh. And then Brad said, Rich is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. As funny as he could be, he could also make you so mad. Uh, so one of his, oh, one of his favorite memories was when they took over an entire Waffle House in Kentucky. They were on the Britney Spears tour. And they were behind the counter making food. So we actually had like video of this and like Rich has the, like the little hat on oh, and he's pretending to take orders cute. and it's just like all that. So that was a lot of fun. Remember, um, remember American food? Yes. <laughs> oh, the Waffle House hash browns. One day, Lydia. I know. I know. We'll One get back day. There. We'll get back there. It will uh, And then, yeah, so then he, yeah, so there's a few more questions. Mostly people just like saying, like, how much he means to them and everything. And then it gets, so then... Um, oh, at one point he's like, oh, if you guys thought this was a 45 minute meet and greet, it's not. And that's where my hands started breaking. Um, so, cause he hadn't even started talking at that point. And then, so then he gives a shout out to everybody who didn't ask a question. And he's like, so my wife said, uh, what time will you be home? And I was like, I don't know, an hour. And then he, uh, so he laughed and then he said he trimmed his beard and his wife's like, you just trimmed your beard because you're going to go talk to your fans. He's like, no, I trimmed it for you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, so it was only supposed to be 40 minutes. It was two and a half hours. Wow. Um, so then boy, Mike's Vander like, we will always money. talk about Rich and Devin, but Brad is a very humble human being. Uh, he's Mike's best friend, and they're, we're the, all the lucky ones to be able to call Brad our friend. And then Brad says, without Mike, I couldn't do it. And he thanks Alan, Floyd, Marcel, and his wife for everything. And then they end with Brad and Mike were doing some really weird arm gestures, like a dance to kind of like end it off. And then it was just like a bunch of awkwardness because nobody wanted to leave the Zoom. Mm. And then eventually left it. So, mm. yeah. So it was like, it was a very interesting Zoom. And there was a lot of cool people on there. A lot of fun stories. Like a lot of people shared their stories of when they met them. A lot of shit as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yes, a lot of a lot of poo discussion, but yeah. So no, it was actually a really cool meet and greet. I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Had a lot of well. Thank you for sharing all the notes with us. Yeah. So if there's any LFO stuff coming up in the future, Uh, so they are doing some. He is touring with uh, my 2K stuff, I believe, with O Town. He has a couple of shows with O Town coming up. They're weekend shows. Um, I want to say July. Sorry, I don't have the dates up there but yeah you can look it up and find out that information excellent cool. very thorough well done Josiah. no problemo all right uh thanks for taking a break with us guys until next time thanks for listening bye, bye. bye.